Welcome back to Lunch and Board Game. Today's game is Bang. That is Bang with an exclamation mark. When it comes to social deduction games, they tend to wear on my nerves rather quickly. My lunchtime group likes this genre much more than I do. Then there's Bang. Emiliano Schiara's 2002 card game breaks that mold. It is an odd game when it comes to player count, though. You must have at least four people to play, but you can go up to seven with the base game. That's right, there are expansions for this game. The playing time is listed at 20 to 40 minutes, but I've never seen a 20-minute game. Most of our games tend to go right up about 45 to 50 minutes. Its recommended ages are 10 and up. That seems about right to me. It currently holds a 6.5 rating on BoardGameGeek with 26,000 reviews. It is ranked 1,262nd overall, but 158th when it comes to party games. I kind of question whether or not this is a party game, but that's another podcast entirely. Rule Clarity The rules are clearer than they are muddled. I say this because it takes a few games to really get the hang of the rules in the iconography. Realistically, the rules are simple, yet there are many cards that require certain actions, and we found ourselves consulting the rulebook for the correct clarification. However, after the dozens of games that we have played, we only consult the rulebook for clarifications on the expansions. Time to explain to newcomers. Banks, it's right in the middle of the road for it's time to explain to newcomers. Most of the time is spent trying to explain the iconography of the game. What can be dodged with a miss or a bang? What does the barrel protect you from? Gameplay. The setup is quite simple. You select the amount and type of roll cards based on player counts. There are four roles in the game. The Sheriff, Renegade, Outlaw, and Deputy. Each one has a different winning condition. The Sheriff and his deputies win if all the Outlaws and the Renegade are killed. We count it as a win even if the Deputy is killed. That Deputy died in the line of duty and was avenged. Outlaws win the game if they can kill the Sheriff. And lastly, the Renegade wins if it comes down to just a duel between the Renegade and the Sheriff, and the Renegade is the last one standing. Each player is dealt one of these roles face down. Now, only the Sheriff reveals themselves. Everyone else keeps their identity a secret. Then, each player is dealt a character card face up. It will have a number of bullets on the upper right edge. This is your life. A second character card is then dealt face down, and you place your character card on top of this one, showing the number of bullets you have as your health. The sheriff gets to add one additional bullet. The maximum is five if you're the sheriff, and the lowest is three if, well, you're not the sheriff. Each of the characters gives that player a special ability or action that they can take. Some allow certain rules to be broken. Some offer using bang and miss cards interchangeably, etc. Each player is then dealt playing cards equal to their health, and you're ready to play. The sheriff starts off the game. At the start of a player's turn, two cards are drawn. Then, any number of cards that the active player wants to play or can play are played. Finally, any cards in excess of the player's health are discarded. Before I talk about the cards themselves, let's talk about range. Every player is sitting a range, or a distance, from everyone else at the table. The range is the number of people away, either clockwise or counterclockwise, whichever is closer. So, if there are five people playing, the furthest away you can be, without modifiers, is two. Six players, it is three. 
as people are killed off, the circle gets smaller. At the start of the game, everyone is assumed to have a gun on them, and they only have a range of one, meaning you can only shoot the person to either your left or your right. Now, when you play a card, it has either a brown or blue border. The brown border cards are played for their action and then discarded. Things like Bang, which allows you to shoot a person within your range, or a Cat Baloo that allows you to force a player to discard a card regardless of range. There are other cards that involve the whole table, like Gatling, where everyone must take a hit unless a miscard is discarded, or Saloon, where everyone gains a health. Then there are the blue cards. They are played in front of the player and have a permanent effect. These include different guns with different ranges, which allow you to shoot people further away from you. Or it could be a Mustang that allows you to be seen at a distance of plus one by everyone else. There's also a scope that allows you to see plus one further, increasing your range. Or there is my favorite card, Dynamite. When you play this card at the start of your next turn, you first flip the top card of the draw pile. If it is a spade, numbered two through nine, the Dynamite explodes, taking three life points from you. If it's any other card, you pass the dynamite to the person to your left, and that person will then do the same at the start of their next turn, which is next. This adds a great deal of stress to the game. This card remains in play until it either explodes or the person with it dies from gunshot wounds. There are other cards, but I don't want to take up a lot of time discussing all of them. The object of the game is to play your role secretly enough until your winning condition happens while simultaneously trying to decipher what roles everyone else has. If you're the renegade, you basically have to masquerade as a deputy until you get to go mano a mano against the sheriff. The deputies are desperately trying to make the sheriff believe that they are the real deputies, as the outlaws will want to make themselves seem that they're on the good side too. You need to utilize your character's special ability whenever possible too, the game offers a lot of fun tension for you and your lunchtime group. Replayability. This is a game that you can play day in and day out and never have the same game twice. With the 16 different characters in the base game and the different roles, you are guaranteed a different experience every time. The only downside is you tend to carry over what happened the last game into the next game. He was lying last time being a deputy. He must be lying again this game. The artwork. Alessandro Pierangelini's artwork is fantastic and fits the theme perfectly. The game is Italian, so the spaghetti western feel to it is awesome. I love the depiction of all the characters the most. They all have this feel of an old wanted poster from the era. Component quality. The base game is just cards. Lots and lots of cards, like 110 cards. There's also some punch-out bullets and some player mats, but to be honest, we don't use either of them. They're just not needed, and they just make more things to be cleaned up at the end. Bang for the buck. With a very low MSRP of under $25, this is the social deduction game for you and your gaming group. Yet, this is the first game that I am reviewing that I actually do not own personally. It was introduced to my group by a visiting project manager. He was in our office for just over two years. One afternoon, he asked if we'd ever played Bang. We hadn't, and he brought it in, and as they say, the rest is history. Since his departure, another coworker bought the Bullet Edition. It retails for $45, but 
but comes with a few expansions and, the coolest thing, a plastic sheriff badge. This badge is just a cheap plastic star, but it makes the game just a little bit cooler, and it kind of makes you want to be the sheriff. Lunchtime Potential There's no doubt you can get this game in under 60 minutes. In the dozens of games we have played, we've only had one that went a little over, and boy was it a doozy that found me, the sheriff, going toe-to-toe with the renegade. I was able to avenge my fallen deputies and pull it off after a few bad luck draws by the renegade. Even with the expansions and added player, that's right, you can go to 8 with the second renegade, you can still finish this game in under an hour. Other. Like many games I've discussed on this podcast, Etsy offers some fun adders for Bang. Okay, really only one, but each person has made it a little different. It's a life tracker that is a 3D printed revolver cylinder. You simply put in the number of bullets equal to your character's health, and then remove and add them back and forth as the game progresses. It sells for around $30, and it would make a nice addition, but we do not have these in my office yet. Expansions There are a fistful of expansions for Bang. Most of them add a new deck of cards and characters. Some add new cards to the base game deck. As I mentioned, at my office, my Coker has the Bullet Edition, and we played the High Noon Dodge City in Fistful of Cards. There are apparently four other expansions, but I have not yet had the pleasure of playing them. I will cover the ones that I have played, though. High Noon and Fistful of Cards. Now, High Noon and Fistful of Cards work the same. They are each 15-card decks. You can only use one of them at a time. Once the Sheriff is revealed... That player then takes one of the decks, shuffles it, and reveals the top card only, reading it aloud. The effect of that card includes everyone that round. They could be things like Hangover, where all players lose their special ability, or Sniper, where a player can now play two Bang cards against a person and it can only be blocked by two Miss cards. The events can really change the game for one round and only one round. Because at the start of the next round, the sheriff flips the next card and reveals its effects. There is a rule that if the last card of the deck comes up, it remains active until the end of the game. Also, you can shuffle the decks together and apparently deal out half of them at random. We typically play with just one deck and I don't think we've ever gotten through the whole deck. Dodge City Dodge City adds 8 new roll cards because you can now have two renegades running around your western town. It also has 15 new characters you can shuffle in with the others, and it adds 40 new playing cards to the deck. All the new cards are marked with a bison in the corner, so you can sort them back out at the end of the game. The Dodge City expansion introduces a new type of card, a green-bordered card. These cards are played face-up in front of the player like a blue card, but they cannot be used until the next turn. So we typically place these in front of us in a tapped position or horizontally. Then at the start of the next turn, they're rotated. Since these cards are considered to be in play, however, they can be stolen like blue-bordered cards, but the rule still stands that the new owner must wait a turn before they're used. There's also some new iconography that needs to be explained. My favorite addition, though, a second dynamite card. We like to throw these cards into the game along with the 15 new characters for a massive havoc wreaking time. The other expansions and versions. There are four other expansions that I have not played. 
They are the Wild West Show, which adds 8 new character cards and 10 Wild West cards, which appear to be like a deck of High Noon or Fistful of Cards. The Gold Rush adds 8 new characters, 24 equipment cards, 30 gold nuggets, and 1 new roll of Shadow Renegade. I'm not sure what that is, but I want to be him. The Valley of Shadows adds 8 new characters and 16 new playing cards. And finally, the Armed and Dangerous. Again, 8 new characters, 28 playing cards, and 32 load tokens. These all sound like they add a lot more chaos to the game, and you know I am all up for chaos. There is also a Bang the Duel edition, which offers a two-player only experience. And there is a Bang the Dice game, which even has two expansions itself. Maybe I'll try to play all of these this year and do a follow-up podcast. Or at least go out and buy the Duel Edition and play with the sun. Bang the Walking Dead. I have played Bang the Walking Dead Edition and it is a fantastic fit for the IP and the theme of Bang. The roles are similar, just renamed. And the main difference is you don't just die. You become a zombie and now you have your own new winning condition and you get to be killed again. The winning condition of zombies is, if you can outnumber the living, you win. This is amazing, because now the living characters must not only kill off their enemies, but they also must worry that not killing the zombies will allow the zombie apocalypse to happen. The only drawback to this version is that it can take, and usually does take, longer than an hour. Because you have to kill people twice, that does considerably lengthen the game. If you can find this version, I do recommend buying it. We play it when we don't quite have a full table of seven, but we want to play Bang. Or if we just want to take a little bit longer on that Friday board game. In summary, this game can be a bit intense and tension can rise, causing a few expletives to be uttered or perhaps even shouted. So when we play this game, we have a short meeting ahead of time explaining to keep your voice down and the naughty words to a minimum, or not at all, please. But that is the fun of playing Bang. It is almost too much fun at times. There is player elimination, which is usually frowned upon. But if we're going to play just one game, most people don't leave the table. They sit and still watch and offer their opinion. However, taking the opinion of a dead player can be a tricky thing. The game scales nicely, and to be honest, the more players you have, the better it is. This game is the one that unseated Seven Wonders as our go-to for more than four or five people. We love it, and your crew will too. You can reach out to me via Facebook at facebook.com slash eatlunchandboardgame, or email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com, and as always, keep building those bridges. Average Joe's Gaming is a weekly podcast brought to you by us. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. We talk about all things game-related. In this hour-long podcast, you'll discover what has arrived in the game room, which Funko Pop Tom just could not resist, and maybe, if you're lucky, we might get around to talking about games. Might. Tune in weekly. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast formats. 
Stay in tune with all things sports around Indiana and the nation with the Crash Course Podcast. Each week, we tackle the big storylines from the world of the Colts, Pacers, and the Indiana College scene, while also keeping a pulse on the nation. We record live weekly at twitch.tv slash 3C Media, and can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can catch the Crash Course Podcast. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.